I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I hope that it did not go unnoticed that this week we celebrated International Women's Day, a day on which people were welcomed to celebrate the influential women in their lives. From the mothers that raised them to those figures who have changed history. And today we have a story about a woman, a woman at the well. And I'm so glad that her story is preserved in the Bible along with those of many other women so that we can learn from them. But I am sad that we do not know her name. I don't like referring to somebody as the woman at the well, <laughs> that lady over there. It's not very personal. And that's not what Jesus was like. I'm sure he asked her name at some point in their conversation. But of course, it was a very patriarchal society. And those who wrote the Bible were men and wrote through the lens of that patriarchal society. And so sadly, we don't have her name. As in all the stories that we find in the Gospels, there are so many things, and this is a long reading, there are so many things that we could pull out and we could learn uh, from this story. But today, I want to focus on one thing, and that is how Jesus demonstrates the inclusivity of his love and his acceptance and how he builds community. As a Jewish man, there were three reasons why it would have been frowned upon for him to enter into conversation with the Samaritan woman. But he does not let any of these stand in his way. He crosses right over all the boundaries of the day. Firstly, the Samaritan woman was, as I've already pointed out, a woman. This puts her at a distinct disadvantage in life. I love how Jesus not only talks to her, which in itself was a, a no-no, but he actually empowers her. He has power over her simply because he is a man in his society. But he makes himself vulnerable before her. He's thirsty. He's been on a long journey. He's thirsty and he doesn't have a bucket to get water out of the well. I'm sure that being Jesus, he could have made a plan, but that's not the point. He chose to ask her to fulfill his need, to give her power, to allow him, to allow her to exercise power over him. And this opens the way for him to engage her as a genuine conversation partner. There's nothing patronising or half-hearted about this conversation. They start talking about deep things pretty quickly. And the Samaritan woman proves herself an intelligent and inquisitive sparring partner. Last week, we read the story of Nicodemus. His story comes right before her story in the Bible. And there is a reason for that. So we can notice the contrasts between these two encounters 
that Jesus has. Nicodemus is a Pharisee, an insider, a leader of the Jews. He is a man, yet he comes in the middle of the night to see Jesus so that others will not see him. The Samaritan woman is a religious and political outsider, a woman with no name who meets Jesus in the middle of the day. Nicodemus seems unable to move beyond the confines of his religious system. The Samaritan woman moves outside of her religious confines and engages in debate. Nicodemus can't grasp that Jesus is sent by God. Yet the Samaritan woman hears the actual name of God as Jesus makes the first self-revelation in the gospel, saying to her, I am he, the one who speaks to you. Nicodemus leaves his conversation with Jesus saying, how can this be? The Samaritan woman says, he cannot be the Christ, can he? And she goes to witness to her whole town. And as she goes and she does that, that act of going to witness to tell others, she's been empowered by that conversation with Jesus. And so she's able to join the ranks of Jesus's disciples who having met Jesus, went to tell others, come and see. So she becomes one of Jesus's disciples in that way. Secondly, Jesus builds community by crossing over the racial boundaries in his meeting with this woman. We know from reading the Bible, the story of the Good Samaritan, that the Jews and the Samaritans were not the best of friends. Most Jews looked down upon the Samaritans for their racial mixture and their religious syncretism, which oddly enough is exactly what enables the Samaritan woman to engage in this conversation with Jesus and understand it. In engaging with her, Jesus breaks the distinction between the chosen people and the rejected people. And he extends the mission his mission of the Jewish Messiah to include those outside of the Jewish nation. Finally, the Samaritan woman is at a disadvantage because of her personal life. She has had five husbands and the one she is with now is not her husband. She's looked down upon by all those in the village because of this. But we're all so quick to judge and assume that she is the one who's led a licentious life. Jesus doesn't say this, nor does he tell her that she's doing anything wrong. He just mentions this fact that she's had five husbands to show her that he knows her, that he has an understanding that goes beyond that of the natural world, that something has been revealed to him in the spirit. It is quite possible that this woman could have been trapped in the custom of Leviterite marriage, in which a woman was passed from one brother to another, if that brother died, without a child being born. 
It could be that the reasons that those in the village that looked down upon her were not because of her behaviour, but some implied fault with her or that she was a bad omen. Either way, Jesus doesn't judge her. He doesn't look down upon her. Instead, he empowers her as he sees her with love and engages with her on an equal playing field. We are so quick to judge, to believe that someone's circumstances are their own making and not to look beyond, not to look to understand the whole picture. Jesus challenges us in this story to cross boundaries, to defy custom and to empower the powerless. I wonder if you think about our society, the world that you inhabit. Who are the Samaritans in our society? Who are those who are outcast, who are looked down upon? Why is it that in this country you are nine times more likely to be stopped and searched by police as a black person than a white person? I wonder if many of us can tell the difference between someone who is from Pakistan and someone from India. Are we willing to care enough to find out? Who are those in our society, or who are those who our society sees as having less value? I wonder if our government's attitudes to the refugees is based upon love for those in need or a desire to keep our land, our jobs and our liberties safe. Who, as the church, do we see as having less value? Are those who are unsure of their sexual identity or who choose an identity that is anything other than heterosexual, less loved by God? Who do you choose not to see or take seriously in your community? Who do we walk by? Who do we not listen to? Jesus shows us that he pushes aside barriers to inclusivity and welcomes all to be a part of his community. He sees beyond the colour of our skin, the bank balance, the sordid behaviours of our past, the smell of grime and dirt from a life lived on the streets. And he calls us to do the same within the church, within our communities and within the the whole of our society. The water of life that Jesus promises the woman, the water that flows from a rock in the desert as Moses strikes it, is a symbol of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus promises will flow from the hearts of those who believe in him. The spirit of truth and life that will purify us so that we can wash away the barriers and the prejudices that keep us from truly loving and truly accepting everyone.
Imagine a community in which every single person is treated as an equal, where we don't see someone's gender, race, status or sexuality, where we see every person as fully human and completely accept them. That is the kingdom on earth as in heaven that we pray for whenever we say the Lord's Prayer. The Holy Spirit enables us to see people in a new light through the eyes of Jesus as brothers and sisters, as fellow travellers through this life, longing for truth, freedom and flourishing. Let us pray for that Holy Spirit to fill our hearts, to show us where our prejudices are that need to be swept away. Let us see one another through the eyes of Christ, in the image of God in which we are all created. Let us receive the Holy Spirit as the Samaritan woman did and let us allow the Holy Spirit to change us and to flow through us to bless others as we invite them to come and see. Amen.